Welcome to Harvest Beyond Sunday, a podcast that seeks to inform and equip the members of Harvest Church, as well as celebrate what God is doing in and through our bodies. This week, Graham and Wes continue their discussion on the most important spiritual discipline, Bible intake for the purpose of godliness. When I originally laid out these episodes, I tried to cram Bible intake all into one episode. But as we unpacked it, I realized pretty early on that this is such an important topic and such an important spiritual discipline that it really warranted two episodes. Yeah, we definitely don't want to shortchange God's Word. It's our primary uh, resource for understanding who the Lord is and for shaping our hearts, understanding His plan, not just for salvation, but for all of redemption. And and we could honestly, we could stretch this out to about four or five episodes if we needed to. Absolutely. And it is the most important spiritual discipline. You know, when you talk to somebody, uh, they might say they're reading the Word of God with regularity, uh, but man, it's just not, I'm not engaging with it. I'm not getting anything out of it. You kind of hear that response a lot. And the issue there is they don't have the right method of how to read and intake the Bible. And so over this episode, what we want to do is help people develop a method of Bible intake that leads to life and heart transformation. Let me give you this analogy. Imagine you're out uh, for a walk on a really, really cold day, and before you left, you got a fire roaring in your fireplace. Well, you get back in from your cold walk, you walk into your house, and you go and you stand by the fire. You're really cold, but you stand by the fire for 30 seconds. You kind of warm up your hands, you walk off, and you find that you're you're still cold. Well, that's that's kind of how we do our uh, Bible intake is we hit it really quick in the morning or in the evening for just a few minutes and we leave it and we kind of realize, man, I don't remember what I read. I didn't get anything out of that. Well, what's going on? Well, just like that fire, if I wanted to stand by it for 30 seconds, I'm going to get a little bit of warmth. But if I want to be truly warmed uh, throughout, I've got to sit by that fire for a prolonged period of time. And so Today, that's what we're going to discuss about is how to sit in the word of God long enough that it warms our hearts and our souls. And the three topics that we'll discuss today, which are very important in how we uh, spend our time in taking the Bible is with med- memorizing, meditation, and application. So Wes, let's talk first about memorization of God's word. You know, when I think of memorization at this point, I remember Kenan's sermon at the uh, end of our Ephesian series, The Sword of the Spirit, where uh, he stood in front of our entire congregation, not once, twice, and recited the entire book of Ephesians. And I think everybody left that Sunday wanting to memorize the entire Bible. Yeah, when someone displays quality Bible memorization, it's inspiring. It's also convicting. And the truth is, is that we can just spend a few minutes every day understanding, listening, reading, memorizing, reciting, recounting God's Word, even if it's just one verse a day or one verse a week, even. Something, you know, you set the bar really low. I would not recommend, if you're not good at memorization, to go out and try to memorize the book of Ephesians uh, the way Kenny did. But when when he stood up and did that, 
it's it's inspiring. It's going, okay, I can do this. Like if he can memorize an entire book. And throughout church history, this was kind of the norm. A, a lot of times people would memorize the words of scripture. If you go to the underground church in China, they spend the day uh, and so, or sometimes all night reading and memorizing scripture because they can't be caught with the Bible walking around. And so they do this. We have brothers and sisters in Christ because they can't have a Bible in their possession, memorizing it so that it's implanted in their heart. So this is something we can do, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Absolutely. And so this is such an important topic for us to discuss uh, because it helps us meditate on God's word. It helps us internalize it. And that is something we as believers should desire is to internalize God's word for it to be a delight for us to have it in our hearts. The first thing we learn about memorizing scripture is that it supplies spiritual power. When we have the scriptures stored in our minds, it is available for the Holy Spirit to bring it to our attention when we need it the most. You know, Psalm 119 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. When you think about Jesus in the wilderness, Jesus experienced victory through spirit-prompted recollection of specific texts. When we have the scriptures hidden in our heart, uh, the Spirit can use those Whenever he sees fit. Yeah, don't forget that the the word is a considered to be a sword in Ephesians six. You know, we just went over that last summer as a as a topic. And so in spiritual warfare, in the fight against our own sinfulness and our own sanctification, if we have God's word stored up in our hearts, just like you said, we can have this as a weapon in great times of need where we unsheath our sword and attack the enemy. So, uh, but that doesn't happen if we're not carrying around the sword in our, in our heart. So um, memorization is a, is a perfect example of, of uh, supplying spiritual power. So the first was that it supplies spiritual power. It allows the Holy Spirit to use those scriptures that we've internalized uh, during times of temptation or, or struggle or encouragement. But it also strengthens our faith. Proverbs twenty two seventeen through 19 says, Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge. For it will be pleasant if you keep them within you. If all of them are ready on your lips, that your trust may be in the Lord. I have made them known to you today, even to you. And so we see here that apply your heart, words of the wise, keep them within you is referring to scripture memory. Why? So that the words of God may always be ready on your lips and so that your trust may be in the Lord. When we memorize scripture, it strengthens our faith and it allows us to trust the Lord even more so than we did before we had these verses memorized. Yeah, it's hard to know what the will of God is. It's hard to know what we're supposed to be doing and what we're not supposed to be doing if we don't read and memorize and meditate on and understand God's word regularly, just like he's used the fire analogy. You have to keep coming back to it in order to stay warm, in order to keep that heart kindled hot for God and for our faith to not become lukewarm, as we're warned about in Revelation, uh, this is this is uh, God's word strengthens our faith without a doubt. And uh, many times in my life, when I feel like my faith is weak, the Holy Spirit prompts me with some scripture, something from the you know God's word, or I just simply open my Bible and go to it. But and and, and man, my faith is uh, renewed, and I need this every day. 
And there's not a day goes by. I don't need my faith strengthened by God's word. Memorization also prepares us for witnessing and counseling. Um, until the verses are hidden in your heart, uh, they aren't available for you to use with your mouth. I remember just a example, personal example. I remember being in college, taking a sociology class, and uh, our professor uh, was very combative with Christians in the class. And I remember one girl in that class uh, saying, you know, one of these Christian sayings we all say, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. And she said, yeah, the Bible says that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. And the professor said, oh, yeah, where is that? And she just kind of looked around. She had no idea. She was looking for help from other Christians. And the reality is that verse isn't, that isn't in the Bible. It's not a verse in the Bible. But when we memorize scripture, it helps us become more familiar with the words of God so that we can use them uh, in times that we're witnessing or counseling others. It sounds like the non-believing professor knew the Bible better than the professing Christian, which is always a counter witness, especially on a public forum like that. Yeah, this is, um, I'm, I'm going to head into the uh, discipleship realm here for just a second. I'm going to talk to you parents with kids because this is so important. I've got kids in very formative years. My daughter's 12, my son is nine, and they are experiencing... Uh, you know, a lot of life at this age, a lot of challenges, they're growing, and situations come up every day, every week, where I'm going to be counseling them. I'm going to be giving them advice, and I always try to bring in God's Word or a uh, a story from the Bible. And so for you parents, memorization helps you better witness and counsel your children. Just disciple them. And that's what you know. Deuteronomy 6 says. It says that we are to, um, he says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. And so these are moments when your kids are, are strong struggling or excelling at something, and you can bring in God's Word into witnessing and counseling moments with them. But you can't do it if you don't know it and don't have it memorized, because these are random moments that are not Mm pre-planned. So I would encourage you, uh, memorize Scripture and then try to apply them to your children's lives. Yes, that's a great word, Wes. And if you're looking for a resource of maybe where to start with scripture memory with your kids, I would direct you to the Truth and Grace Memory Books. We'll link those in the show notes here, and you can go buy a copy, but it's got a catechism. uh, It's got scripture memory for kids. It's got worship songs and hymns with kids. And uh, that's a great, that's a great recommendation, Wes, of, of having scripture, uh, in the forefront of your mind uh, for your kids. Yeah, for your little kids, uh, well, even maybe older, Seed Family Worship is another kind of worship album that uh, takes scripture and just sings it and uh, pretty decent tunes as well. Uh, you're probably not going to listen to them every single day, not going to be your top 10 album, but it's something you can play while you're at your house uh, having the background and it's just depositing scripture into their ears. Thanks for that recommendation, Wes. We will include that in the show notes as well. And, you know, and one thing while we're on this whole discipleship tangent, uh, while we're chasing this rabbit, don't underestimate your, your child's ability to memorize scripture. Uh, or memorize anything for that matter. They're memorizing stuff all day. <laughs> you want you want them to memorize the right thing. You know, uh, our second child, uh, Lewis, uh, for whatever reason, 
holy, 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 could put that kid to sleep. By the time I got to the fourth verse, Lou would be out. It didn't matter how hard he was fighting me. I would sing that song to him. By the time we got to the end, the last merciful and mighty, his eyes were shut and he is done for. And uh, for a while there, it just kind of seemed like it was the lullaby song. Well, one day I was driving him uh, to school one morning and he's sitting in the back seat of the car and I just hear him in the back going, oh, we, oh, we, oh, we. I was like, oh my gosh, he's singing holy, holy, holy. You know, this whole time I've just been singing to him and I don't know that he's taking anything in. And then one day we're driving in the car, he's looking out the window and he starts singing it in his little baby voice. And so don't, uh, don't underestimate your child's ability to memorize songs, hymns, scripture. It's so important for them as their young minds develop. Number four, memorization also provides a means of God's guidance. Psalm 119, 24 says, your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. Wes, have you ever found comfort in the word of God, guidance in the word of God? Never. I'm just kidding. Of course, always. Uh, and and in, uh, we talk about self-help a lot. That's a popular topic today, and, and 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 rightfully so. I mean, we're commanded to rest and and have Sabbath time with the Lord, and we see Jesus getting alone time, and you know, praying and doing different things that uh, are a little bit self-help oriented. Uh, I think we take it too far in the secular world. But as it relates to my own mental and spiritual health, nothing is better than the counseling of God's Word, and especially when someone else counsels me in God's Word, but also when I have it memorized and I go, you know what, Um, my Father does not leave me or forsake me. You know what, He does have all authority, and and, and it's just uh, a fresh reminder, builds my faith, counsels me, strengthens me. And, and so I just can't reiterate that enough. You're struggling with some self-inflicted wounds, go to God's Word. Yep. And the reality is, it's not if we're being counseled. We are being counseled by something, whether it's social media, uh, the Word of God, uh, what we watch on TV, who we spend our time around. I was just listening to uh, Herb Hodges teach a, a lesson about vision, and he mentions this article he read called, Whose Glasses Are You Wearing? And the reality is that we are seeing the world through someone's glasses, whether it's through what we read, like I said, on social media or what we uh, take in uh, via media or the influences we have around our life, or is it the word of God? Is the word of God informing the way that we view the world? And uh, ultimately, we want that to be true of us as a believer, which is why memorization is so important and why when we memorize God's word, it allows him to guide us through the ministry of his word. Fifth, memorization stimulates meditation. Meditation is uh, one of those words that I feel like has gotten hijacked by our culture today. Um, But meditation is something that we want to practice as believers, which we'll discuss here uh, very soon. But we want to memorize scripture in various categories. John 3.16, Genesis 1.1, the Great Commission are great swords, but those verses aren't fit for every battle. And so we want to have a variety of texts memorized for the Holy Spirit to use in the in various battles. One great system for memorizing scripture across various categories is the topical memory system by the navigators. They have some great resources, and one of those is the topical memory system. 
And I believe it's 60 verses across uh, five or so topics uh, throughout the scriptures um, that will help give you a plan of where to start with memorization. So let's keep talking about that topical memory system. Let's give, let's give people some practical ways uh, to memorize scripture. You know, one of the things you hear the most uh, about people uh, when you think about scripture memory is they say, oh, I can't memorize scripture. Well, first and foremost, let's no longer make excuses. Give it a shot. Really try. And one of those, one of the things that holds us back from memorizing scriptures that we don't have a plan. And so that's why I like the topical memory system is it gives you a plan. It gives you 60 verses where you can start. Uh, and they are all very applicable to, um, uh, countless ways in, in our lives today. Uh, so the topical memory system is a great place to start. But also, uh, I recommend the Bible memory app on your phone. It's, uh, you know, it's not a beautiful app by any means, but uh, it has helped me memorize scripture as you can type out the verses uh, and it's pretty quick um, and useful. And you can, you know, keep them in folders and organize them. And I, I geek out about that stuff. So I enjoy the Bible memory app. Another one that I know is really popular uh, among some of my friends is the Verses app. Uh, it kind of gamifies memor- scripture memorization. Um, that that makes it you know fun, <laughs> for lack of a better word. But they they like the gamification aspect of it. So the Verses app is one. And then you can't rule out good old fashioned flashcards. This is my jam. I love flashcards. Uh, just, I don't know. It's the method I grew up learning on growing up in a pre-digital learning environment. I just, uh, I love flashcards for a couple reasons. Uh, one, it forces you to write out the verses. And when I write them out, I see the commas, I see the pauses, I see the periods, I see the intent, and, and then it just helps uh, cement it into my brain. And, and um, when people make excuses about, oh, I'm not very good at memorizing, which I'm a little bit guilty of, if I were to say right now, and then we pause and I ask you to repeat and or continue this phrase, everyone could do it. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Everyone can finish that, okay? Because we've spent time reciting it, rehearsing it, right? You can continue the Pledge of Allegiance there. Or if I were to m- mention a, a you know top 100 song or whatever of all time, I, the lyrics, you could probably finish that. And it's just a function of spending time with God's word. But I love the flashcards. I just love them. You can uh, write the verse on one side and then, so let's just say it's Genesis 1-1. You write Genesis 1-1 on one side, flip it over and then have it written out. And then that way you can flip through them and, and test yourself quickly. Yeah, so writing out your verses is a great discipline to have. Uh, memorizing your verses word perfectly is also a good discipline to have. Uh, you know, I don't know uh, if any of y'all listening have ever experienced this, but you go to quote a verse real quick. And you're like, wait, does it say this? What? Oh, maybe it says that. I, oh, maybe I got the words flipped around. You know, and you 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 start you you become less confident in the scripture that you have memorized versus if you had it word perfect you'd be able to hammer it out and, and have confidence in it. So this is my mistake all the time. I, I'm uh, constantly, I'm like, oh, what's the verse that says? And I can memorize like four or five words. Now, luckily, being a pastor, I've got this fancy Bible program called Logos, and I can just quickly search and pull it up. But it's, it's lazy. Uh, I should do a better job of memorizing the whole thing. But um, I try to give myself a little bit of grace. I'm still growing in this discipline. Absolutely. Uh, and so, uh, 
which is why we also need some accountability with this. And, you know, with men, our men's Bible study this spring, we did some scripture memory. We actually did a lot of scripture memory. And, uh, you know, you get five weeks in, you go, all right, guys, how are we doing? And, you know, you get a lot of blank stares and that that's okay, you know, but we need accountability. You know, we, we need encouragement. We need others uh, pushing us towards scripture memorization. And so uh, having accountability, our home group is doing uh, scripture memory together. And every week we get together, we pair off and we do our scripture memory verses. Same in my D group. We have guys that are gathering together and we split up and we recite our verses uh, and it's a little bit more awkward when you show up to that and you say, I don't have my verse memorized. Uh, it, in, it inspires you uh, to make sure you get that done so that you don't have to be the guy who says, I didn't do it. So having accountability is incredibly important. Having that fellowship with other believers who are about the same things as you are. And then lastly, this might be the hardest one uh, to keep up with it, but is reviewing and meditating every day on it, that verse. And this doesn't have to be a long thing. It can be five minutes. It can be 10 minutes. Um, but just taking a moment every day to go through your verses, your flashcards, your Bible memory app, your verses app, uh, just, just reading through them one by one uh, for five or 10 minutes a day. And I find that that is where a lot of scripture memory stops is we'll, uh, you know, memorize five verses for us, a, a Bible study we're doing. And then you get uh, a month out and you stopped met reviewing them. You stopped meditating on them and they're gone. They're out of your mind and you, you can't recall them anymore. And so that constant review is very important. I'd like to end uh, our time on memorization uh, with this Jerry Bridges quote. He says, we cannot effectively pursue holiness without the word of God stored up in our minds where it can be used by the Holy Spirit to transform us. And I think that captures scripture memorization perfectly. The only thing I would add to that is transforming not only us, but again, the lives of others. So go back to that witnessing and counseling. Just It is a, it is a weapon uh, against the enemy for us and for others, similar to the spiritual gifts that we talked about in previous episodes. Those are for others. And so we can deploy God's word uh, constantly, regularly to encourage and deposit Christ into the lives and hearts and minds of others. That's a good word, Wes. Let's move on to the second part of today's podcast, meditating on God's word. So let me give you a definition, a Christian definition on meditation, uh, because I do think in some ways this word has gotten hijacked by our culture uh, today. But meditation is deep thinking on the truths and spiritual realities revealed in Scripture or upon life from a scriptural perspective for the purposes of understanding, application, and prayer. Meditation is so important uh, for our Christian walk as we uh, fill our minds with the Word of God through uh, Scripture memory and then uh, let those words steep in our mind as long as possible throughout the day. I think of, uh, you know, usually when we record these podcasts, I drink hot tea. And if you've ever uh, drank tea before, hot tea particularly, you get a tea bag and you get hot water and you take that bag and you dip it in the water. And, uh, you know, when we look at Bible intake as a whole, if I take that bag and I dip it in the water once and pull it out, uh, there might be a slight change of color. The bag might be slightly saturated. Um, that's reading. Take that bag again, you dip it again, pull it right back out. Uh, that's hearing the word of God. And, uh, now that the water probably has a little bit more flavor, um, 
if you dip it again, there's memorization. Um, but until I put that bag in the water and allow it to steep for four to six minutes, uh, I'm not getting the full flavor of the tea. And so when we uh, read the Bible, when we hear the Bible, when we memorize verses, uh, and then when we meditate on it is where the Lord uses the word of God uh, to steep in our hearts and in our minds so that it transforms us and makes us more like Christ. Yeah, let's talk just for a second about the difference between a biblical worldview of meditation and a non-biblical worldview of meditation. Non-biblically speaking, meditation is uh, really focused on emptying yourself, kind of emptying your thoughts, emptying your emptying your minds, and and uh, getting some quiet and and some rest, and just it's emptying. And I'm not going to suggest that those things aren't healthy. I mean, again, let's go back to the command to Sabbath and rest. Okay, let's let's it's okay to uh, pull out some of the distractions, some of the cares about work and this, that, and the other, the to-do list, it is definitely okay to take moments where you quiet your mind, you be still with the Lord and all this other stuff. But emptying is not the is is not what really uh, brings us rest and fulfillment according to the scriptures. It's that when we fill ourselves, we empty ourselves from the distractions and cares of this world and the stress and you know all the to-do lists and everything. And we slow down and we fill ourselves with God's word. We saturate, just like you said with the the tea analogy. I love that. We saturate ourselves with God's word. And so meditation from a biblical perspective is a slowing down, but it's combined with a filling of uh, the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Okay, And it's filling with his word, allowing the spirit to comfort us, allowing his word to guide us and give us rest and comfort and so many other things. And so just know that there is a difference uh, between a a non-biblical view of meditation and a biblical view of meditation. And it's it's got to do with that filling. Mm -hmm. Consider the words from Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So what we gather from Joshua 1.8 is that when we're meditating on Scripture, when it is on the forefront of our mind day and night, our life is more full. And I don't know about you guys, but when I am meditating on things that aren't God's word, my life is not full. <laughs> Often times depression follows, you know, anxiety, uh, worries, um, you know, you, you get beaten down by the news, uh, when I'm meditating on the current events of the world. Uh, but when I'm meditating on God's word, I'm filled with joy and I'm filled with life. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm guided and I'm steered in a better direction. Now let me read Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers." 
Yeah, there's a progression of sin there, of the kind of walking and then standing and then sitting. And, and that's how we fall into the trap. Eventually, like we, we kind of walk past it, see it, and then and then we get curious. We go stand close to it. And then before you know it, we're sitting in it. And the counter to that is is being like that tree planted by the streams of water and soaking up and meditating on God's word. And so if we want to understand what it means to be holy, what it means to live that righteous life that Christ has imputed on us and being conformed to his image and uh, rejecting and repenting from sin and walking in that righteousness, we find out what that looks like from God's word and we soak it up like a, a an oak tree and, and next to that living water, that stream. And, and, and we, uh, the well that we need to go to is, is God's word. If we go back to that fire analogy, talking about not being able to really warm ourselves with those little quick visits, the Puritan pastor, Thomas Watson puts it this way. He says, the reason we come away so cold from reading the word is because we do not warm ourselves at the fire of meditation. So again, don't underestimate thinking deeply on God's word. And again, this is easier if you have it memorized while you're driving down the road or whatever you you have it memorized, it comes to you, you can think about it. You can think about the specific words, and you can also think about what it looks like in your eye, in your life, which is a good transition to the third point in this, which is applying God's word in our lives and to the lives of others. That's a great quote. And, uh, you know, when our, when our, when we warm ourselves at the fire of meditation, uh, we apply God's word more naturally, more fully. And so that is our third uh, topic uh, for this episode is applying God's word. With application comes obedience and with obedience comes blessing. Think back to Joshua 1, 8, Psalm 1, 1 through 3, uh, that they are blessed by doing, by delighting in God's word, by living it out. And meditation should ultimately lead to application and to Christ-like obedience. I'm a big grass guy. I love a beautiful yard. And, you know, when... uh it's we go through seasons of drought like this last summer where it felt like we had 60 days of no rain uh, the ground's bone dry well when you get heavy downpours you think that's really good uh, but a lot of that water will just roll off because the ground is so hard but if you keep watering your grass and keeping it soaked and damp when those hard rains do come the water soaks in and it causes your your yard to, to bear fruit to grow more full uh, for your trees to uh, uh, grow uh uh, leaves and for your shrubs to grow flowers. Uh, it, the, the deep rain uh, causes uh, fruit uh, to be born. And so when I think about, you know, Bible intake, you've got hearing the word of God, you've got reading the word of God, you've got memorizing the word of God. And those are those slow sprinkler soaking of the earth. So that when the heavy rains do, the meditation comes, uh, the ground is fully saturated, it's fully soaked uh, so that uh, the earth can bear fruit. And that, that's what we, we hope for with Bible intake is that we wouldn't just read it, uh, but that we would apply it and by, that through application that we would bear fruit. And so when we come to the scriptures, uh, we want to expect to discover an application in God's word. Seek to understand the text. Uh, there are going to be parts of the scriptures that um, are confusing uh, that you don't know. 
Peter talks about that in one of his epistles. Uh, sometimes uh, the word can be hard to understand. And it's okay to say, I don't know, especially if you're in a, a discipleship relationship and you get asked a tough question that you don't know the answer to. It's always okay to say, I don't know. Let's find out together and seek to understand the text. Um, we want to meditate to discern application. You know, I remember I was memorizing Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And I remember hearing that text taught one time that verse 10 referred to a creation, that we were God's masterpiece uh, at creation in Genesis 1 and 2. But when I meditated on that verse, uh, when I memorized it and I, I, I chewed on it for long enough, I realized that that verse is not about creation. It's about God taking a dead man and making him alive through Christ. And just the joy that that brought me as a believer, that I am now Christ's masterpiece who was once dead, who has now been made alive. Yeah, and just as we should anticipate an application in Scripture, that verse tells us we should anticipate uh, opportunities every day. So those are good works that God has already planned beforehand. So they already exist. They're already out there. And it's our uh, responsibility to walk around in anticipation to discover the good works that God has prepared beforehand for us to do. And that's where we get the opportunity and ability to apply God's word in our lives and in the lives of others is by being... Um, Attentive to the good works that God has prepared for us every single day. So we want to meditate to discern application. That's incredibly important. The next thing we want to do is to ask application-oriented questions of the text. And one helpful way to do that is to use this acronym, SPEC. S is for, is there a sin to confess and avoid? P, is there a promise to keep? E, is there an example to follow? C, is there a command to obey? And K, is there knowledge of God I need to reflect on? So as we're reading, we want to ask ourselves these application questions, uh, which will lead to a specific response. Wes, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I love that that SPEC acronym. That's really good. And you can also just ask simple questions like, what do I learn about Christ? What do I learn about God? What do I learn about myself, the kingdom, sin, so on and so forth? And, and really asking these questions is a form of, of Bible study, which we talked about in the previous episode. And, and so it all ties together when we're memorizing, meditating, and asking these questions then it helps us process. It helps us understand how we can apply these scriptures in our own lives. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit may put a, a situation, an opportunity, a person, or an event uh, immediately in your mind when you're asking these questions. You go, oh, okay, that's where I can implement these verses in my life. And really, this application is a, a, a test of our faith and our faithfulness. So let's go back to your soil analogy. If, if, our hearts are hardened like the soil, 
then washing ourselves is just merely an exercise of intellectualism. And so if we don't allow it to uh, God's word to deeply penetrate so that we now in enact it or obey it, then we're kind of like the Pharisees. We know a lot about God's word, but we're not really applying it in our lives. And so let's not have hardened hearts. Let it let it penetrate. And then, as James says, be doers of the word. Well, let's land the plane on this episode. Remember, this is episode two of Bible Intake. If you're just diving in with us here, go back and listen to that first episode. This episode covered memorizing God's word, meditating on God's word, and applying God's word. And to close our time together this week, I'm going to read this J.I. Packer quote. He says this, If I were the devil, one of my first aims would be to stop folks from digging into the Bible. Knowing that it is the word of God, teaching men to know and love and serve the God of the word, I should do all I could to surround it with the spiritual equivalent of pits, thorn hedges, and man traps to frighten people off. At all costs, I should want to keep them from using their minds in a disciplined way to get the measure of its message. You know, to put it in a Ronnie Stevens-esque way, um, Ronnie Stevens once told me, if you want to read the Bible, you should, because that's a gift. If you don't want to read the Bible, you should, because that's a warning. We can't neglect Bible intake as followers of Christ. We have to take this seriously. It is the most important spiritual discipline there is. Well, that's all we have for this week. Next week, we will continue on in our study of the spiritual disciplines for the Christian life. Moving on to prayer. While you're here, hit that subscribe button and share with a friend.